What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this new episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. My name is Jason Hill, like most of you guys know. So, like I said, for some of you guys that are newer to this and it's maybe your first time listening or, you know, it's only a second episode, I like to record these when I'm on the way to teach some classes or doing a training session in my car because it's... um. I already produce a YouTube channel and teach a lot of classes, so if I wanted to add another medium into giving you guys helpful tips and tricks, then uh, this is a good way to do it, and my goal is to give you guys a lot of this information, so I'll give it to you in short, easy, digestible chunks while I'm uh, driving on my 5-10 to minute drive here. So, uh, I want to talk about today that I'm uh, on the way to teach a, a private lesson to a student named Mark, and Mark is an interesting guy. Um, he actually came and did jujitsu with us at our academy, I don't know, probably f- six, seven years ago. And he did group classes. And, you know, he's a pretty successful business guy. So he did group classes. He did it for like six months. And then he, you know, got busy with work and he kind of laid off. And then he reached out to me again, probably like, I don't know, two years ago. Um, so he had taken off for about four months, roughly, four years, I'm sorry, four years before ever getting back into it. But he had a great experience in group class. He, it was like he liked the environment. He liked the jujitsu techniques. He liked what he was learning. He liked all this uh, stuff, but he just got so busy with work, he had to lay off. But now that he has gotten his work straightened up, he just wanted to kind of do private lessons and get going. But he had a very interesting request whenever he started. So he noticed that in the group classes, you know, and when you're in jiu-jitsu class, you can only, when you're teaching for a group, not everything is customizable, but he did our basics class. And the way we have that formatted is that we do a standing move and then we do a ground move. Well, for you guys that obviously train jiu-jitsu know that ground techniques are a lot more prominent than standing techniques. But um, all of the ground techniques that we teach at the academy I teach and train out of are self-defense mainly perspective for the beginning class because that's what most people are interested in learning so he's learning self-defense ground but he felt like he didn't really quite understand everything from the feet and and all this stuff so when he reached out to me he had a very specific request saying hey you know i'm not interested in competition and you know i want to learn some ground stuff but i want to get more comfortable on my feet because you know i'm an older guy and you know i i I don't want to be taking the fight to the ground if i don't have to and all this stuff, right? So now the younger Chase would have, as an instructor, the younger Chase would have very much, I don't know, tried to have sold him or really kind of argued with him or I don't, I don't know the right word. I would have maybe been, my ego might've been offended that he had a very specific request about learning jujitsu. He had a very specific request. He was almost trying to say, I only want to learn X part of jujitsu, but I don't want to learn X part. And he wasn't even talking about like sport. He was, he was basically saying, you know, I don't want to do almost anything on the ground. I want you to make me so invincible from my feet that I, I don't want to learn anything from the ground unless I absolutely have to. And, and even at that, it's worst case scenario, right? So that's where we started from. And that's the conversation we had. And and like I said, I would have probably been offended or I would have been like, hey, you know, you can't learn jujitsu that way and, and get all mad and upset and huffy. But with me having taught now for as long as I have and probably maturing just as an adult in general, I looked at that as 
an opportunity saying, hey, this guy has acknowledged that he needs help and he wants to learn something. And, you know, he's taking the extra steps to saying, hey, I know I might need to do this in a private lesson. I know it's not doable in a group class because this is I have a very special request. So he's making the effort to create the conditions for him to get what he wants. Right. And uh, I admire that and I respect that. And so I'm going to fulfill his request to the best that I can. So we meet and fast forward now to two years later, you know, he totally has a new mindset and perspective on that. Um, We still do do a lot of stuff from the feet because uh, jujitsu, you know, there's a lot of self-defense and a lot of standing moves that, you know, you, you don't want to go to the ground if you absolutely don't have to, especially in a self-defense altercation, you want to try to control it from standing. But if you do take it down, you want to be able to try to get on top and, you know, you don't want to pull guard if you don't have to, and you want to dominate the top position. But my point that I'm getting to this is that sometimes people will have a perspective on jujitsu that is very almost offensive or, you know, different than when we're in jujitsu because we're so engulfed in it. We could have this view that, oh, it's perfect or this is the way that you're supposed to do it. This is how you have to do it. And, you know, if I would have approached that scenario with the sense of, you know, kind of arguing with him or combating him or saying, you know, that's not possible, that's never going to be able to happen, as opposed to just kind of guiding him to it, then I think it would have turned out a lot differently. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people have that experience in jujitsu, whether it's by their buddies that are, you know, training and, and they have these conversations with people and, you know, this buddy presents a problem, an argument to them and, you know, they just throw, spew fire at it to try to negate it, say how stupid they are and just all this stuff. So, you know, now that we've been training for two years, you know, like I said, we still do a lot of standing stuff, but he now knows mount controls. He knows how to take people down. He knows basic submissions from the guard, like triangles and Kimuras and stuff. Now we still very much tailor to it. He is definitely not like a blue belt level, but every day that he comes in, he feels like he's a little bit more prepared for self-defense. And, you know, he likes it just because it challenges him and keeps his brain smart and he likes to learn new things. And so I think that's super awesome. And I admire people that want to go that extra step and do something. So even if he never gets his blue belt, but he's still willing to meet me on a weekly basis and he's still willing to being open-minded to learn and, um, you know, he feels like he gains from it, then I'm going to be more than happy to be his instructor. Now, we still have our disagreements on certain things. You know, he'll come with me, he'll watch some YouTube video of some guy that influences him in some way. And then I have to kind of pick it apart and, you know, mess with it and, you know, find all the flaws in it or teach him why maybe that's not the best thing or something, you know, and these are great debates to have because I, even myself, um, as a jiu-jitsu instructor, you know, I kind of have a bias. I have a one track, you know, this is the way I've been doing things for so long that it's nice to have someone come in who, you know, knows absolutely nothing and, and ask quote unquote, like a naive question, I guess that, that you would call it. Right. So this is a really interesting topic. And, and I, I want to give you guys some advice that if you have friends that you want to train jujitsu or you have a spouse or that you have an individual that you think could really benefit from jujitsu, 
try your best to frame it from a perspective of how it's going to help them and how it's going to benefit them. And if they have a negative, like, oh, I don't want to do that or I don't want to do this, just, you know, ask them, you know, what is, why, why do you think it wouldn't work or, or what components do you think? Because jujitsu could pretty much solve anything. If you're, oh, I don't want to fight on the ground, I don't want to roll on the ground. Great. Well, jujitsu has a lot of standing moves and, you know, you won't have to do that. And the ground's only the worst case scenario. Or, oh man, you know, I'll, I'll pick you up and I'll drive you. I'll make sure that I go to your class with you. There's, there's a lot of reasons why people won't come to a class. Now, a big one is financial. A lot of people will say it's financial. And to me, that's honestly a cop out because people spend hundreds, multiple hundreds of dollars at the bar and buying shit that they don't need all the time when jujitsu is probably a hundred to 200 bucks a month and, you know, can save your life. But that, that, that's how, that's how I think of things. Anyway, that's a side tangent for another podcast conversation, but be as open to the person and, and try not to be as judging, have, have empathy that they're scared for some reason of coming in. Even when people say that they don't want to do something, it's a form of hesitation or reservation for some reason, especially if they just shut it down. If they're not curious or if they're not asking questions or if they're not like at least open to having a discussion, there's a bias that they're coming from. And, you know, you need to approach that with empathy and as opposed to hostility. A lot of people spew fire at certain things. You know, if a guy's like, no, nah, I would never do jiu-jitsu. Wrestling's better. And you're like, ah, well, jiu-jitsu would kick the shit out of wrestling. And you just kind of spew it with fire. It just never never gets anything solved as opposed to being like, oh, well, that's awesome, man. Hey, you'd be great at jiu-jitsu because, you know, you have a wrestling background. You know, you're going to excel really fast. And, you know, why don't you come on a day? You know, you're normally going Tuesdays. That class is at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. And, you know, we'll show up together and we'll do the class. And you got to invite them because you got to let jiu-jitsu do the work. You know, let jujitsu do the heavy lifting. Let the instructors do the heavy lifting. Um, your job is to provide the conditions or, you know, open their mind or give them some kind of value to understand why jujitsu can benefit them. I truly think that if everyone trained jujitsu, the world would be a better place. Um, that's a whole other tangent that goes way past this normal 10 minute podcast. But um, yeah, so that's my advice for you guys today about trying to get people into jujitsu. Try to really help the art. The number one way that you can give back to the art, whether you care to give back or not, is to share the art with somebody that has never experienced it. Even if someone does six months of jujitsu, if they do six months of jujitsu and they have a great experience, then they, then they have to fall off for whatever reason. If they had a great experience, they're probably going to share it with somebody else. And it's just like a downhill boulder effect. So, you know, it's your job. That's the way that you can give back to jujitsu. Um, you know, if you're really passionate about it, you feel like it's done a lot for you, done a lot for your family, done a lot for, you know, self-improvement, whatever, whatever it's done for you. You have a responsibility and a, and a duty to give back to it. And it doesn't cost you any time. It doesn't cost you any money. I'm not saying you have to open up an academy and become a full-time instructor, but, you know, suggesting it to somebody, giving someone a recommendation about the academy you train out of, or, you know, maybe you have a relative that lives in another state that wants to get their kid or them involved, you know, Google the Google schools around them and try to help them out. So there's a lot of ways that you guys can do that. So anyway, that's it for this podcast. I want to talk about that on my drive. I made it to the academy. Now I'm going to beat up Mark um, or he's going to beat me up actually, because he's going to be doing all the booze on me. But um, yeah, if you guys have any topics or questions you want to talk about, you know, best way to hit me up is via social media, either um, Instagram, leave me a little voice memo. That way I can patch it in here. And uh, yeah, we can go from there. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Take it easy.